0: Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for listening in to our live broadcast. I'm Jason DeMars, and I want to remind everyone that you can send in your questions, prayer requests, or testimonies to my website at jasondemars.com. You can also do the same on any social media platform that you're listening on. And we're continuing to speak about... um, the training of ministers. Uh, part twelve, in our series about this, and um, I'm not sure what this is, uh, shape this is going to take, but this is something that I'd like to um, uh, put together in in written format, a book. I believe it's in, in important um, topics for ministers to. Think about, pray about, consider um, every minister has his different gift, different focus that the Lord puts on his heart, so we're not trying to make a bunch of cookie cookie cutter ministers, but uh, just looking at the general principles um, throughout this series so and once again, if you're not a minister that's okay this is uh this is we're speaking on Christian character, we're speaking on Christian love, we're speaking about things that every believer um, in in many ways needs to be a part of, though we're specifically focused on ministers. Uh, The last few sessions we've been speaking about counseling, and I want to come back to uh, this topic in the future. I'm just... Greetings to you. I see Sister Mai is on again, Sister Zara, and uh, Brother Tony listening in. Um, if anyone anyone else is listening in live, please comment. We'd like to know where uh, where you're listening from, and also to greet you. Um, so. Like I was saying, we're gonna we're gonna come back to some counseling issues, um, in particular, marriage counseling. Um, I want to say this for a moment. Of course, Sister Rhonda, g- greetings to you. God bless you. Uh, I also want to talk about this for a moment. Just in overall leadership of a of a church as a as a pastor, is um, there's a lot of one-on-one counseling that can be um, bypassed uh, if you would be proactive about having, um, you know, separate classes. I would I would call it um, like a Monday night class or something like that, or a Sunday night class of going through uh, marriage, you know, a, a marriage seminar, so to speak. Um, you know, if you would have those, perhaps on an annual basis or a biannual basis, where, you know, you take four or five weeks, six weeks, however you would want to do that, um, even if it's just just one or two weeks, if as you're getting going on it after several years of doing it, um, and meet every Monday, or meet every Tuesday, or meet every Friday, or meet every Sunday, and have the parents. With children arrange uh, for babysitters, or provide something in the church there um, that someone group of young ladies could uh, watch watch the children so that um, you could come together and speak in detail about different aspects of marriage you know these these kind of teaching uh, sessions can really um, bring help to people. Now, it won't help everyone. Some people will need one-on-one marriage counseling, and that's wonderful. If you're in a larger church, it would be wise for you to have a team. You know, it doesn't need to be all you doing everything. Specifically focus on maybe perhaps one gifted associate minister that is gifted at counseling. Set him aside and work with him and he can do the, some of the marriage counseling for people. Um, I guess this is looking at a big picture of a vision for a church. Um, you know, not only marriage counseling, um, but you think about uh, finance. You know, uh, develop some Dave Ramsey type classes. You meet for six weeks. Every Monday, and you're going through training on how to handle your finances. Um, all of these things are critical and important. You you take those times to sp- focus on specific issues. It actually takes pressure off of you for counseling and other issues. Um, you know you can have you can have several classes per year separate from church, where you. Um, brother Tony greetings to you from the lighthouse Madawaska, Maine God bless you it's been a while since I've been up to see you all but we just appreciate you so much um, so looking at you know these overall issues is that you you know there's you, you can be heavy on one-on-one counseling marriage counseling where it's just you and them but if you're if you're wise, you'll address these issues to the church, even if you preach a series on it, every year. Not the same material, but you know, take time to speak about the, the marriage issues, family issues, leadership of the family. Um, speak, speak with believers about how to guide uh, the family, how to do family worship, the different things like that. Those things are critical in the lives of believers on a, on a daily basis. So with that said, um, we're quite a ways into this one. Um, I want to speak about leadership qualities, um, the character of leaders, and looking at um, like 14, I guess, different, different attributes of a leader. And especially trying to look at that in the realms of ministry. So, first, first um, attribute of leadership I want to look up is courage. Courage and or strength. So, Webster's dictionary on courage speaks of bravery, intrepidity. That quality of mind which enables men to encounter danger and difficulties with firmness or without fear or depression of spirits, valor, boldness, resolution, is a constituent part of fortitude. But fortitude implies patience to bear continued suffering. 1 Corinthians sixteen. 13 says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. So it's important as a leader that you have the courage to make a stand. You have the courage to confront issues. Now this doesn't mean you do so foolishly or uh, prayerfully or in an unneeded way. You are not self-willed. That's what. That's one of the qualities of a minister. You're not self-willed. You're not focused on doing things the way you think everything should be done. But you're focused on outward, on others. But you have to have the courage to confront issues. You can't just let everything slide. Sometimes you see ministers that are so loose on everything and they don't confront anything. And a small problem becomes a huge, gigantic problem permeating the whole church. And so to lead spiritually, you need to have courage. Um, let's continue on. Character. Um, character is another leadership quality. Um, Brother Branham says this in the Sumerian church age. The reason for that is that character simply is never made without suffering. Character is a victory, not a gift. A man without character can't reign because power apart from character is satanic. But power with character is fit to rule. So part of leadership is having character, having a consistent character wherein you lead with godly morals and wisdom another foundation of leadership is charisma now i don't mean this in the worldly sense charisma in the greek is defined as a gift divine favor a divine ability placed within man which enables him to operate with power under the holy spirit first corinthians 12:7 says to each is given the manifestation Charisma of the Spirit for the common good. We're each given charisma. So how can you have more charisma in leadership? Charisma is not having that super powerful, overpowering personality. That's not what we're talking about. Charisma in leadership is by thinking less about yourself and more about how you can serve and help others. Lay yourself aside. It's not about you. It's about God and about helping and serving others. Another uh, foundation of leadership is wisdom. Through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding it is established. You have to be able to see through nonsense, see to the real need and respond with the truth. Wisdom is understanding applied. Wisdom is truth applied in situations. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna quit on that characteristic of leadership. Um, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. You can contact me at jasondemars.com. May the Lord richly bless you.